Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with my friend Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great, bud, and it's terrific to see you. A happy uh, post Father's Day, Thank you. and uh, happy uh, Juneteenth. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Although our friends in the Muni world portend that down south they call it. Juni, do you have any knowledge of that? Your Muni guys would know far more. I, I, I you know, <laughs> talk about <laughs> talk about like Los Eisley Spaceport, more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Villainy does not exist, right? Exactly. What did you call it? The de the deeps of the deepest sea. The, deep <laughs> the deepest part of the deepest sea at high tide. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, like, when I was young, they had this huge thing, the Washington Washington Public Power Supply System. The bonds were called whoops, and they had these really high coupons. I mean, they weren't, they were like a 17% coupon. Now, yeah. the, but that's back when the funds rate was 12, so it wasn't quite as egregious as, but th this was my first, um, 
uh, introduction to the German word Schadenfreude. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Shell and I took out student loans, which at that time bore an interest rate of eight and a half percent. And you could get 2,500 bucks. And between the 2,500 bucks and summer job and maybe a little part-time work at college, that was enough for us to pay for school, right? Yeah. One of one of our friends' father, who on a relative basis was wealthy, but not like out here kind of thing, right? Of course. So he he takes the loan out, doesn't need the loan, but it likes the eight percent rate, mm-hmm. and buys these whoops bonds, and. The daughter and her boyfriend are bragging on how smart the father-in-law is. And then we're sitting around the frat one day, and there's this picture from, I think it's like Lidditch, Pennsylvania, of the smoke going up. I'll tell you what, I look, ecological disaster, worst thing in the world. Did I get a kick out of that? That was... I generally like to see people do well. Yeah. But when you're taking a gift, yeah. Um, it seemed like that we missed a show, right? Uh yeah, but then we made yeah, that was two weeks ago though. We did a show last week after you did the rounds with Kevin. We did a show last oh, week. Oh yeah. We yeah. did Sunday night. We did Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all goes by so fast. So what'd you do for Father's Day? Uh, what did I do? I went and saw my father with my son and my daughter. And oh, my. Yeah, daughter went for a walk with mom. So me and dad are down in his basement and little EG takes his first two steps with me and the old man on fire. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That, yeah, exactly. That's it. See you later. That's I'm going it. home. We've had fun here. You enjoy the golf? Um, yeah, yeah. My yeah. work is through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all the stars align. So I was happy for the old man. Uh, I was happy for oh, the- Yeah. 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 I had a, the Jewish equivalent. The the daughters came up from Manhattan mm-hmm. and we had a battle of the bands between Katz's and Russ and Daughters. Okay. And I gotta tell you, it's a tough call. You got chicken I liver? Mean, you got chicken liver? Yeah, and I'll tell you something. Uh, there is a, um, what's it, a gourmand or a gourmet? I forget which it is, but the more significant one, you know, which I put myself in that camp when it comes to chicken liver. Um, I'll tell you what, those are two different complex chopped chicken livers. And I I don't I didn't have enough time to do the deep dive because they were gone. And now to to have you know young women <laughs> hoovering down chopped chicken liver in this day and age, I'll tell you, I feel like our work here is through. Now, good friend of the show and life philosopher Leslie Harris portends to make incredible chopped chicken liver wow 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 (laughs) i'll take them at face value but you know i mean that's a little bit of throwing down the gauntlet but 
I don't know. Did you have that growing up, chopped chicken liver? Absolutely not. Uh, the closest uh, thing to that would have been like liverwurst that my mom would occasionally. Uh, I would be uh, pulsed by that back as a child. But dude, I will eat Katz's smoked chicken liver, chopped chicken liver with a spoon. Okay. Yeah. Is there any other kind? <laughs> my wife's wiping it all over bread. I said, spare woman, give me the container, please. Wasting calories, yeah. right? You're wasting yeah. space. Air me, give me the spoon. Yeah, I'll eat it like ice cream, no joke, until, until I'm sick. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been on this keto thing, and <laughs> it's shocking how many fucking calories you can get down and not gain any weight. I know. I'll, I will routinely eat a pint of ice cream a night. It's no. a thousand calories. Do I look like I put any weight on? sickly <laughs> i know it's like eat a sandwich yeah 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 oh uh, i would but feeling good tastes better than any sandwich <laughs> um so let's see i i we had uh the last show i wanted to go back and talk about a few things because i think we fucked up a bit okay. uh we engaged in a sort of a heated debate about the state of the economy. Mm -hmm. And that's not our mission statement. No. Our job is to talk about things that the average coconut isn't talking about on CNBC. And you and I, Let's, my bad, I'll take the fall, okay? All on me. But my job here is not to tell you what the economy is doing. It's to talk about things that I see that are unusual. And what triggered that thought was, at one point, I talked about how I don't like looking at payroll numbers around changes in the economy. And I I mentioned it, and I think we talked about it. But then I'm reading Grant's Observer over the weekend, and he has an expert on, and the guy makes the same point. And I, I don't point it out that it was in Grant's to brag. I pointed out that that's why this platinum subscribers pay all that money not to hear what we think about which way the economy is going because even that great economist david zervos in his most recent letter which i received uh before we came on just before we came on air so i haven't had a chance to plagiarize much of it but he said, you know, macroeconomics is just the, just the fucking guessing game. This economy is too big. And, you know, I've been a bear. And the market's gone up. And I see things in front of me. And I get con conflicted. So there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that the economy is moving along pretty smartly. Uh, who's to say it doesn't stay that way? 
I mean, being traditionally trained, I'm going to use the traditional tactics of talk about the drop in money supply, the constriction of lending, you know, th those sorts of things, right? The, the, the raising of the funds rate, just, you know, the list. I, I beat you guys to death with that, right? But as I've mentioned, we own a number of rental buildings, residential rental buildings in Manhattan, and they are on fuego. I know. Like to rent a studio apartment in nice. Manhattan. Give me the address. Give me the address. Give me the address and give me the give me the neighborhood. Give me the numbers. Come on. 221 West 29th Street. So you can that, get it. Second and third. What's that between second and third on the west side? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of near the kind of near the garden. All right. So, so we're not we have a nice we're not talking position A. Okay, right? fine, but it's still it's not it's and, not bad. Doorman building and a high rise with a studio. Yeah, but but it's a, it it was built as a rental, meaning you don't have wolf um oven, you don't have a sub-zero freezer. Understood. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think that studio goes for five grand a month. Ah, I was gonna say forty-five, five grand. And it, but but wait, there's more. It's not even five hundred square feet. It's amazing, dude. And and it lists, and they grab it within ten days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, five grand. I know. Where's, so five grand. Let's see if I can do the math. There's 12 months in a year, right? So five times 12 is 60,000. That's 60,000 US dollars. Yes. And attack, let's just say the tax rate is 50%, yes. just to make it easy. Mm -hmm. You got to make 120 grand to live in something that's less than 500 square feet. You cannot bring a woman home there. You cannot bring your boyfriend. I, I'll tell you what, you, you better fucking be. <laughs> or, or, or just... Move to, move to, you know, Waukegan. So okay, all, right. all right. Let me ask you about the same. Let me ask you about the, in the same building, let's call that same building a multi-use and downstairs there was a Walgreens and the Walgreens is now shuttered because it's been shoplifted to death. What are you doing with the retail space that's for lease on the ground floor? Uh, well, I, 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 I don't know. Okay. I, I, we have four retail mm -hmm. clients, and I'll tell you who they are, okay? One is that Away luggage store, yep. which I don't know whether they're making money or not, but it's private equity. Okay. So the, the, the rent is money good, yep. okay? One of them is one of these fancy Italian designers who wants to say New York. You know, New York, Milano, Toronto. Yeah. Okay. And during COVID, they they were dragging their feet. But okay. And and that's a nice neighborhood. That's the corner of Bond and Lafayette, which is yeah. primo, right? Okay. Yeah. So those are two of my um uh, rental, a uh, commercial rental people. Yep. The others one is a city MD. Okay. So their money good. Yep. And the other one is a Korean nail salon. And, you know, 
they they weren't killing it. You know, we had to cut them a break. Mm-hmm. I think when they figured out, we figured out they were taking government money, all of a sudden the rent started coming in a little yeah. quicker. Yeah. But, you know, if I had a Walgreens in San Francisco, I it'd be, I'd just shuck the keys. That's going to zero. It, I mean, easy. you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm tempted. I've had this discussion with Uncle Mark. I'm like, just for shits and giggles, wouldn't it be fun just to go into Walgreens and just fucking walk out? Easy, <laughs> just take you? some. <laughs> just take something. Bust you. <laughs> You'd get busted. <laughs> yeah, so? Yeah, it's true. It's, you get a ticket. It's a desk appearance ticket. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but away from that, let's say Becky Quick decides some well, Mr. If, yeah. Since you brought it up, so, since if you're going to go shoplift anything, okay, I want you to go. I want you to go. And for the girls, again, for the girls, you go to Lululemon, okay? Because apparently, this is a story. I, you go to Lululemon, they have direct orders to their employees to not even look at any sort of shoplifting. If there's a crime in progress, you say, have a nice day. Apparently, <laughs> two women called the police. They fired them. They fired them and made it a point. They said, look, our employee guidelines state that you do not interfere if there's a crime or shoplifting or larceny. You're supposed to say, have a nice day. Enjoy your spandex, okay? They fired yeah. So you go to you find Lululemon. There's got to be one in Greenwich, and you say, "Look, I'm here. I need a stack of size large leggings." <laughs> okay, all you off you go. You know, you've you've brought up an interesting point because there has been over a year debate amongst our team, and you know what I mean by team about whether heterosexual men can wear Lululemon, and the adjudicator the ad has determined heterosexual men cannot wear lululemon so i'd be stealing something i couldn't use and that to me <laughs> okay <laughs> not in the robin hood spirit you like to you like to operate in the robin hood spirit okay <laughs> well you know do these people try this shit on first? Please. That stock's through the moon. <laughs> it's through the moon. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. Um, so we had uh, some really nice traffic on the website and gotten some really terrific emails, I think. I, I, I think you feel similarly. There were a few I wanted to highlight. Um, one in particular... I wanted to clarify because I I might have been either misinterpreted or I may have not explained it right. But somebody wrote in and sort of felt, and, and this is not to demean the person, I, I just don't think we had a meeting in the minds. I think my comment about Trump and the information was my claiming that he people were looking the other way and they were going to let him get away with it. That's not my belief. If it came out that way, then I was wrong. But I see it this way, that whether you think he's 
a genius or not, whether you think he's a great politician or not, I'm not going to have that debate. But what I know as a fact is he'll open his mouth and say anything at any time. And that I won't debate. That to me is a statement of fact. So to carry that logic further, the people who support him understand who they're dealing with. And I don't believe they would give him information in any form that would be sensitive enough that he could either purposefully or by accident give it away. Now, I'm not going to say he didn't think he had legitimate data. I'm not going to say he didn't have nefarious plans. Um, but what I'm saying is my belief is that whatever boxes he may or may not have taken and whether he took them legally or not, my belief is at worst, it's garbage. And at best, it's information used to disinform our enemies. Did, did I explain that totally. succinctly? So oh. is it clear? I, I don't think he's getting away with yeah. not being tried or there's not. Yep. I mean, they're going to follow the, the rule of law, just like that good, fat, chubby guy, Crispin Oldley over in London's getting. Had a rough week. <laughs> Jeez, that thing went down like a rock. Dude, all right, let me ask you about that. Let me ask you about Fire that. Fire away, yeah. So... Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan say, okay, we're at like we 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 they're judge and jury and they pulled their money, they stopped operating with him. Is that fair? Yeah. Is that fair? No. Okay. Not why, you know, there we live in a country with rules and laws. Right. And and you should be um innocent until proven guilty. Now, when the idiot fund of fund managers would ask me what would keep me up at night. And when they weren't pleased with my answer being the safety of my children, I would say redemptions. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we're of like mind of the absurd economics hedge fund managers got. But this ability to have a chunk of your assets withdrawn on very short notice puts the business and your fellow partners at, at massive risk. Because I, I don't know exactly that dynamic. I'm, I'm not that interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, he always seemed to be a big, big uh, slob. Um, there's this other fellow. I don't know much about him, but he seemed to be kind of a creep. Guy Hands. You ever heard of that guy? No, yeah, bridge no, guy. Yeah. Um, he's another one of these guys. I don't really know him, but he's the few interactions I have with him, he was kind of a douche. Mm -hmm. Um but um, you know, were people right to pull their money? Well, it's their money. 
was Goldman Wright or who I don't know who pulled the repo lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. There, that should be in the contract. There, are those that you know, there's contracts which talk right, about yeah, the operating um, But what's laughable with all of the implied sexual harassment at Goldman Sachs that has gone on since I was wearing short pants. I say. They got some set of stones. Um, so, I, you know, we're in, a, we're in a bizarre world right now. I, I don't see it cleaning up anytime soon. Um, I, I generally thrive in these environments uh, because, and I, I, I touched on this briefly before you and I lost our mind and started arguing about what's going on in the flyover states. Um, the way I ran the book was, I would, to me, it seemed very straightforward. Now, understand if this is not the way you earn your bread and butter, it may not be that simple, but we have a cornucopia of different trades. And you could put them into different combinations. So in a simple form, if you just bought a stock, you'd want that stock to go up. Let's say you bought that stock and there was another stock you thought would go down. You shorted that one. So now you have two trades on, right? You got a stock that if the market goes up, you win. But if the market goes up, you lose on the other one, right? The reverse happens. So what we would do, what we would seek out is many of these types of trades and then refine them and refine them and refine them until in this example, we would find the best long we could find and the best short we could find. And then we would build up these positions and my job would be, I would put them into buckets. I'd have, let's say simply three buckets. Bucket one is make money when the market goes up. Bucket two, make money when the market goes down. Bucket three, make money if the market does nothing. And if you optimize each of those three different trades, and I use the word optimize, let's just say you pick the best one. We don't even need to sound like a fucking PhD clown. Just find the best long, the best short, and the best do nothing trade. Because as we've already admitted earlier in the podcast, we don't know what the economy is doing. I mean, I do I think I do? Yeah, I think I do. Do I know? No, I don't know. Right. Which is why I got things that work in bull markets and bear markets and sideways markets. So, you know, that's... I don't know how I want to close this concept, but that's the 
way you're supposed to manage a position for somebody that wants to be sophisticated. When you take, and, and once again, we go back to this thing that I perseverate on about identify your goals. So you've got two kids, you want them to go to college, you want to save your money, you got a long timeline, you got a long time horizon, your big competitive advantage is compound interest. You want to maximize the compound interest, you want to minimize your taxes. It's it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I understand it's some people have trouble with it, not making fun. It's not everybody's thing. You know, I can't bake a fucking cake. It's not even that. I, I can't even feed myself. I, I I mean, I can feed myself. I can't prepare. It's For a day or two. You got like a day or two before you need help. <laughs> Uncle Mark had this great comment. He said, Winston Churchill said, I can boil an egg. I've seen it done once. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, going back to this notion of um, Trump having mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. with the idea that he's going to either inadvertently or on purpose pass it along. Mm -hmm. Okay. There have been times in history that I recalled since our last conversation, which I found pretty interesting and really are the element of um, why this intelligence stuff is, is so, so important. So as an example, again, this is operating virtually from memory, but Winston Churchill was a, a prolific epic writer and he wrote several series he wrote an entire world war one memoir which i've been through twice and a world war two memoir which i've been through twice and i'm probably going to do a third time we have the whole series like Cheryl went out meticulously and auctions and stuff. So, I mean, the, the his biography is like 27 volumes or something like that. But in the World War I memoir, he had been like first lord of the Admiralty or the first sea lord or something. I don't know which title, but he was in charge of the Navy. And at one point, the British had broken the Japanese code. And he wrote about it in his first World War memoir, but the Japanese didn't know that the British had broken it. And they didn't read his book and discover it. Wow. So what a different world. The, what a different world. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, President Trump having access to information, the people who surround him all went to these naval war colleges. Okay, 
they've all been trained. My comment about who their allegiance is to, right? It's not like I'm saying the Constitution is wrong. What I'm trying to imply is I believe, in fact, a lot of these people are excellent and are smart and know that to do their job properly, they're not supposed to tell him things. And, you know, I, I, I think you look at the situation with the Japanese naval codes being broken. The, the U.S. Uh, didn't know that the British had cracked the German codes and they were allies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, you get into the higher level of these things and it's a game of chess like you can't believe. And so I, I guess why I bring it up is I think I spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's next. Because if you're in any way an efficient markets guy, the price of Microsoft's the price of Microsoft. You know, that's pretty that's pretty well analyzed stock. You know, uh, but if you know that they're working on something that might be something big. It might make you more excited about it. Mm-hmm. But you ain't gonna you ain't gonna come to you just by sitting there twiddling your thumbs, right? You got to be thinking about what's what's mm-hmm. the next big thing. And so we're going through this situation now, where I don't know how long ago it was. It can't be more than eighteen months. But all people could talk about was Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. 18 months plus or minus? I remember that, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Where is it? It's 26,000, 15,000? I don't know. Regardless, how many times have you walked into a 7-Eleven jonesing for a piece of gas station sushi and paid for it with Bitcoin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you look back, you had Stanley Druckenmuller saying he owned some of it. You had Paul Tudor Jones saying something like, hey, I, you know, they're not making any more of them. And it's the smartest guys in the world. And, and I said to my wife, you know, they're, they're not making any more Fabergé eggs either. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. Um, but now we have the very same people. Okay, talking about a technology called um, AI. That's a, AI, right? I told you, I I heard about it twenty already, years ago. It's already getting ugly quick. They, it's there already people are turning on it because it's been exposed as as racist, stupid, and a problem. Like so, you know, they're like, look. Okay, it's already been turned on. It took what? It took two months for the cycle to, for it to peak, and now we're going down. It's but, okay. It's getting ugly. Yeah. Well, Dude, the, so well, let me say one thing. The Kroger. Well, please. There was this week on the Kroger. Kroger is a supermarket chain. Uh, my understanding, Kroger. You live in the flyover states. You go to Kroger. Okay. Yeah. The I've Kroger, been to a Kroger. 
been doing Kroger too, okay, in Colorado. All right, Kroger. Yeah, me too. Amazing, you and me. Um, the guy says on the earnings call, the the Kroger CEO, loves the voice box for Kroger, comes on and mentions AI on the earnings call four times. Versus zero times on the March call, okay? So when the supermarket guy is working it into the car conference call, you, you know you've really re reached a ridiculous point with the AI. Yeah. So you've got Stanley Druckenmuller, the GOAT, Paul Jones, the GOAT. Yep. They were talking about Bitcoin. You don't hear a peep out of them now about the Bitcoin. Now they're talking about AI. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be great, and it's going to increase productivity, and it's going to take a long fucking time mm -hmm. before that productivity shows up in the business because they need to figure out how to use it and how to how to make the business better. And by the way, you you tell me what happens when they bring in AI at a unionized Walmart, and it's going to cut 50,000 jobs. How's that going to go? Yeah, yeah Walmart stock uh, is up. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 right? I mean, so it, it, life ain't that, life ain't that simple. Right. Right. And um, so we'll, we'll see, but I, you know, I clearly. Um, that has been a problem of nothing going on in the market. And there, I, that's. Bingo. Bingo. I mean, that is, that's what that is. There's been, it's been the doldrums. We've been in the Bermuda Triangle of the market of chop for the last, how long, okay? We just got back to 4350. If you look at the chart that we used, our our cover art for our, our little show here, that, ch that chart, which we started using, I don't know, two years ago now, or 18 months or two yeah. years ago, that the price the price on that chart is forty three fifty. We just got back there last week, so in two years, <laughs> what's really going on? Okay, you round tripped it. Um, but yeah, there's been it's been what's there been to talk about? You can't talk about the inverted yield co curve anymore. You can't talk about inflation anymore. They have exhausted those talking points. So it's like they drummed up a subject. Okay, AI, let's go. We'll go with it. And you know what? It's worked. Look what it did for Nvidia. Look what it did for anyone that's mentioned it has driven. Up, yeah, driven up the yeah. value. Like, stop. Come on, I mean, well, I, you know, maybe they go up. I, I mean, maybe the maybe I don't know what the price earnings ratio is, but there's that famous speech by the guy who runs ran Sun Sun Microsystems back when I was at Greenwich Capital, and we that's all we used because they were like the best. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, "I got news for you at this price." I can't, I can't justify this I remember this price. that. Yes, 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 now, yes. Now, I don't know what the deal is about making chips, but I do know this. They're building a chip plant in Chandler, Arizona. Okay. I don't know who they is. Maybe Intel. Mm -hmm. They're building a chip plant in Israel. I don't know where in Israel. And those are just two that I found out about recently. Now, understanding, we've already said we're not macroeconomics guys here. But if you're building chip plants, chip plants build chips, which yeah. means the price of chips is going to go down. Yeah. And if the price of chips goes down while you're building chip plants, 
that's going to hurt your margins. And the cost of capital is going up. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. In other news, I I have to I have to bring up something. I, I gotta I gotta poke the bear. Ms. Woods predicting two dollar a barrel oil. Is that is that right? Is that right? No, I didn't hear. Oh, that. oh I thought I sent it to you. Oh, I I was busy today. Um, please. Sorry. No, no. I'm. When when did she, did she put a timeline on it? Can I get a timeline so I know what to... soon. It, it's it may it might be two bucks a barrel, it might be ten bucks a barrel. I sent it to I sent it to the lezer. He sends me a note back. It says, "Why do they keep giving her a microphone?" And I said, "Because it's better than the Simpsons." It really is. You, it's the it's it's fantastic content. I go out of my way to watch the interviews with her because it's it's like it's better than Saturday Night Live. Okay. It's better than SNL is to watch her sit down on Squawk Box or whatever on CNBC and two dollar oil. Two dollars. It's it's I know it's, dude Kathy Kathy lives in Wilton. Oh no Florida excuse me she left Wilton and she went down to Tampa or some other like Oh, right before the hurricane or yeah, something. Exactly. Right, yeah. Or <laughs> not only knows where but anyway okay Kathy, let me take you around the world, okay? Let me first, we're going to go to South America and show and show me where you're going to charge your Tesla south of Mexico. Take me down south to Rio and take me down to, to down there and show me where you're going to take charge your electric car. And then we're going to go, we'll, we'll go to Africa. We'll go all the seven continents and you can show me where they're going to stop using oil and gas, okay? Because if it goes to $2, that means the global demand has, has gone completely dry right okay yeah. as far as i know the rest of the world outside of wilton florida and maybe the pockets of europe and a small pockets in asia are operating on gas and another one kathy wait for it diesel okay gas yeah, yeah. Is gonna run motors until i die i am 42 diesel motors will be around and functioning when i'm dead okay there's and the one of the, there's one of these newsletters I forget the name of it. It's pretty good. It's called like Duneberg or something like that. I may have sent it to you once in a while. Yes, yes. They went through like uh -huh. oil. And Cow. the reason they um, use asphalt for roads is because it's a leftover byproduct of cracking oil. Yeah, it's a petroleum product. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I I'm with, I'm with you. I, Look, I, in Kathy's yeah. world, they're gonna pave the the highways with solar panels. Okay, the yeah. highways will be made of solar panels, and the autonomous Teslas will drive you around everywhere. Okay, it's dude, two dollar oil. I can't. I mean, now she's a so, car. <laughs> Just keep it's like that carnival game. Shoot till you win. <laughs> and, and and by the way, it's like you wonder, you wonder. I, I, I don't know. I keep it's genetics. I can't help it. I'm not gonna apologize for it. But she's taken two and twenty. Who 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 is stupid enough to give you this woman money? I don't 
I don't under, well, it, it, I did make the note. One of the things I wanted to be sure to point out at today's podcast is please don't equate wealth with intelligence. I just want to make sure that, you know, before we leave the air forever, I I, I get, and hopefully that's not today, but I wanted to, I wanted to, um, uh, beat that thing a little bit. Um, there were a couple of things on the website I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have my um, heads-up display functioning at, at 100%, but our good friend Jason Tullis wrote an excellent article about learning from failure and and I've asked our webmistress to post that link. Okay. And then there's the note, and I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember the fellow's name. Kevin. But he wrote about you and I yeah, Kevin. doing the podcast. It, it wasn't Kevin Andrew. Kevin Andrew. Kevin Andrew. This guy has got a gift. He wrote, I, for me, a, a sort of a thank you note to you and I, which I uh, brought me pretty much to tears. Mm-hmm. And he wrote something recently, and if I haven't linked to it, or we haven't linked to it, I want to find it. But he hits the nail on the head talking about what's happening in society where with everyone being on the internet and the young guys in the parents' basement doing what young guys in the basement do and how it's breaking down society and stuff like that. And I, I just, I really admire, uh, I mean, maybe it's just simply I just agree with his line of thinking, uh, but it's our show. And, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I'll try and make sure we can get that up there yeah. in the next few weeks. But I've been really happy with some of the comments and feedback we've been getting because, you know, what with this writer strike, oh. coming up with new material has been, uh, let me tell you, it's just been fucking brutal. It's just been brutal. Yeah, plus my, my refusal to talk about AI. I mean, they they keep trying to get me to talk. I, I can't do it. I won't do it. I can't. I, I can't, and I won't. Um, did you get any updates on your auction? You, can we talk about your auction? I think I had some questions people asked me about that. Forty two hundred bucks. No, it's you up were... to forty. We're up to forty. Yeah. Wrong. I thought you were at fifteen k. Weren't we at fifteen k? <laughs> Where are you at forty two hundred bucks? I thought it was at ten, and then it was twelve. I'm gonna have to. Oh go- no 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 no! You're right. You're right. At fifteen k, fifteen k. But we're going to the end of uh, what? Right. End of end of July. Okay. But just to be clear, it's two bottles of Harlan Estate. It's Shannon's home cooked brisket. Mm-hmm. And it's a lovely lunch with Liam 
and myself. And there may be other guests. There may be uh, an Uncle Mark appearance. Wow. There wow. might be a Leslie Harris appearance. Wow. Um, and just to be clear, that yeah. the yeah. winner, the money goes to the yeah, charity. Ones. The money goes to the winner's yeah. charity. So we're getting nothing out of it other than saying we help the charity get some money. So, all right, very good. Well, what's up with your two year? What's up with your two year? Well, what's let me take a look at what that fucking thing yields. I, you know, I love that thing. You know, I I've had such. You know, we grew up together. That two year note and I, dude, you. Um, Bush, you, I, we, you, you now have given the two year many disciples. Okay, over the course of this show, there were people that who never paid attention to the two year, let alone the, the inverted yield curve, and now they're open. Open my day. So, show. so the two year notes of four seventy one. One of our listeners just today wrote asking about: Does it matter how long the curve's inverted before it affects the economy? And he opined it did. Because in his world, he runs a real estate book. And the reason in his world, and I agree, this makes perfect sense to me, the longer the yield curve is inverted, the more loans either mature or reset at a higher rate. And as those rates get reset, the corporations make less money, so there's less compensation. And it bleeds into the economy that way. On the other hand, depending who is the receiver of the rate, they they have more income. So once again, we now become macroeconomics guys, and I don't know the answer to that. Interesting. But if you're looking at it from the standpoint of the business, I do think the this notion of the inverted curve is actually the cause or a good chunk of the cause of the recession for the very reasons we mentioned. You know, all of a sudden your cost to capital, your cost of funds goes up. Yeah. You make less money. Yeah. So, uh yeah, so we'll see. I mean I I my position is uh largely unchanged. You know, I have a lot of these floating rate notes which are tied to sulfur. Um, recently it seems pretty apparent that we're not going to be seeing eases anytime soon. Um, is the market got too many priced in? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I need to have an opinion on that. Yeah. I, I'm at the point I kind of, and I don't always, I'm not always here, but I'm at the point I don't feel like I got to have a bet with the market. Like the rate's good enough. Um, I do have some long dated paper because there's an element of me, me, my investment, feels that we are ultimately going to see the Lacey Hunt scenario play out which is going to involve lower asset prices and lower long-term rates. Mm -hmm. And the benefit of floating rate notes is they 
are fairly stable price-wise because as the rates move, the coupon moves. If you're expecting lower rates, you want a fixed rate, long duration asset. And so at this point, as we went back earlier and described how I run a book, this is my current version of that. And then when you get to levels that are uh, in price earnings ratios, seem to be value and value to me, mm-hmm. which I guess that means they're not value to me today. I'm going to put some money in a diversified equity fund. But right now, simple is best. And you know that, that old saying about it's not, re- it's not return on your capital, it's return of your capital. You know, I, it's a little boring when every week we come in and we say the same thing, but it doesn't not it doesn't make it wrong. No, no. And so, yeah, anyway, look in the next few days when I can uh, not so subtly coax our web's mistress to post a few things, and please keep sending your notes to uh, Liam, and we'll try and get to them as best we can, and. Uh, it's it's been a real um, for me. I, I I hope you feel this way. It's been a real um, emotional experience lately to see all of the nice feedback, and they're not they're not puff pieces. They're things we talked about that people have been able to incorporate, and that that's you know, especially for an older person like you. Um, for me the the value is and what is it you get more joy out of helping people than you do out of making money yeah absolutely at least at this point and so that that to me uh, just just delights me so thank you for that yeah they've been great um the ones that i get a kick out of are the people that admit to being fish fans okay i got i got i got one today i'm an inadvertent fish fan (laughs) Yeah, 100 weeks of getting five minutes of it, you, you're stuck with it, you know? I don't know how many shows physically I'll be able to manage because they're, it's an, it's an experience. But I spoke, to, I spoke to Edward yeah. yesterday, uh-huh. and we'll work on some boxes, okay. and we're definitely going to some shows. Okay. And uh, all right. All right. I Let's... just, I never... Let's skip dinner beforehand, all right? We don't need to get in at five o'clock and have. It's not about food. There's no food. All right, so I'll There's see. No... I'll see you outside the garden at seven o five, and we'll go through, you know, past the red velvet ropes and into the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll have our typical costume so the paparazzi doesn't. Right. Exactly. By the way, I, I, do we have any time left? Have oh, we no, run yeah. over? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even do the whole thing. I want to. I want to go back and bring something up here, which is completely, totally inappropriate. But so you had Meghan Markle and her husband. Show's getting canceled. Her show's canceled. Her sh- <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. That's terrible. I want to go back to this notion that they had a high-speed chase through Manhattan. Oh. Now, now, help me with this, because I'm a simple guy. 
what are you running from? So tell me, tell me, what are you, what are you running from? What is it that, what's going to happen to you? Is it a gang with crowbars and guns? What, tell me. The safest city in the world. <laughs> you can't go two blocks without seeing an NYPD car. You could have pulled over and hopped in. It's just. It's comical. It was comical. You know, they, dude, that story went away quick because they, they thought, oh, well, let's run it up the flagpole. And then people said, hold on a minute. They said, no, no, never mind. We'll make that go away. One of my girls said she'll be walking down the street. Yeah. And um, I forget the name. The the news guy, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, of course. We'll yeah. be will be walking down Bleecker Street, yeah. pushing a baby carriage with absolutely no bodyguards, no nothing. Yeah. Now, and and I'm not saying he's like a flashpoint, but Maddie was in the subway two years ago and took her picture with Bill Murray. I mean, this is Manhattan. You don't need to run. It's fine. You'll be fine. I I did hear this really terrible, terrible joke. And I'll, 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 I'll cover it up. It may get me canceled, but it's too good. Oh, then please, please, for your daughter's <laughs> sake, let's get out of here before you tell terrible things, okay? It's not politically incorrect. Okay, all right. I doubt that. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, okay? Please. So why did the princess cross the road? Go on. She she didn't have her seatbelt on. Come on. <laughs> oh, whole show we can't we can't do the whole show without without beating the uh beating the war drum of goldman sachs about can we can we just blow on the embers of the fire there a little bit just a little well, there there's talk the partners are not happy uh there was a big article yeah 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 they about Where? dude it, okay that's that's what it was it was the day after you talked about it and the guy and and Ty, i want to thank titanic capital who posted it on the website and said IBWOC thought leaders again, because you sat here on Sunday night talking about Lloyd, okay? Wall Street Journal runs the article, and Lloyd is the first paragraph about him holding court at the bar in Florida, leading the charge, bashing DJ D. Saul. He wants his job back. He (laughs) wants his job back. Yeah. No, the DJ Saul, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a dog in the hunt. But um, how he's still walking. So there is this fellow, very, very, very talented banker at Goldman. His name was, is, is Greg Lemkow. He was in charge of, I think, investment banking, maybe for the whole firm, like very senior partner. And I think one of the heir apparent guys, maybe. But he didn't get the job, and they gave it to 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 Bozo. Mm-hmm. I believe he left and hooked up with Michael Dell, you know the the Michael Dell. Mm-hmm. And I think they're starting their own investment bank, and they're going to get their pick of the litter. Michael Dell is awesome. Michael Dell is an he is awesome. Is it- is that right? Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. He is, he's young. He's still young. He's Dell Computer wealthy. All right, and he is a smart. Sh- he's an awesome dude. I've heard him. I've heard interactions with him that are incredibly yeah. big fan. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you can look up the Greg Lemkow. Yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced. I've never, I've never met him, but you know, he was like Goldman Sachs partner right out of, yeah, yeah, you know, some big time university. I think very well liked, very bright, and uh, you know, probably, you know, picked the wrong horse in the ride to the top, and yeah. he, he, you know, see the thing about investment banks. Your assets get in and out of the elevator every day. And um, these guys, and, I, and I'm not a bad example of this. These guys get to a point where it's not the money. I didn't leave Greenwich Capital because I didn't have a good deal. I I had an absurd deal. I left because... The, the RBS NatWest guys were were like Kathy Wood dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even an insult to Kathy Wood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror and think these guys are going to be my partner. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even going to be a partnership. It was going to be like, well, you'll report to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that that no, nah, I don't report. Mm-hmm. You know, that I yeah. got enough. And and so, you know, if these guys get that snowball rolling, who isn't going to leave Goldman Sachs to go work for a big shot at Goldman Sachs? Yeah, that's how it works. And and Michael Dell. And by the way, your boss is going through a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look, I get it. The Whitney Houston thing, it's awesome. We listen to it all day long. It's fantastic. It's number one. The first thing I listen to in the morning. Great way. It's the last thing I listen Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some people do take pride in where they work. And I don't I don't know how you... Yeah. How do you, you know... There's been a lot of that, that, that drumbeat has just continued and continued and continued. And to see Lloyd leading the charge, like hanging out. It's at awesome. The- it's fucking awesome. See, Lo- that's love him or hate him. Okay. He's ruthless. I and- Like I said to you in the email, like I said to you in the email, I said, I know you just got off the, you just got done on the show calling him a whiny little bitch. But I said, if this is the position that he's in now where he is, I can see him at the bar with the guy. <laughs> And and given the spiel, because look, Lloyd is likable, dude. I've seen interviews of him lately where he's come across as like, I know. Okay. This is me as everybody who gets wealthy can be likable when they want to be. Okay. but Trust me. I'm I'm a tough judge. And there's a few people that I like. All right. But he came, I I got, I liked him. All right. I got, he gave me. Okay. Okay. I'm retired. I trade a little forex. And he's like, everything's a shit show. He's like, I don't and I was like, all right, good. Yeah, yeah. But, but to know that he's dead, he doesn't have to be down in Florida. He didn't need to be down there. Uh, and he, well, he wouldn't rather be anywhere else. 
Exactly, exactly. And he's at the bar, which is awesome because DJ Diesel is not there. So Lloyd is down in the trenches with the troops talking shit. Okay. There's just, it's just such a great scene. And the Wall Street Journal did a great job of painting the picture with sources familiar with the matter. Sources there. It, It was in the journal or the New York Post? No, no, it was in the journal. A hundred percent in the journal Monday morning. Yeah. 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 I've been I I apologize. I've been out of it a little bit for the past couple of days. I got some catching up to do. But I, it sounds like I got a lot of good things to read. Oh, this was good. I almost forgot about it because it was so it was on it was like Monday morning they hit you with it. They were like Lloyd Blankfein at the bar. And they I, <laughs> I couldn't hey. It's on the house. Exactly. It's on the house. Yeah. Exactly. I no, couldn't read no. it fast enough. Oh, yeah. made me so happy. You know what he's, and you know what he said before he left? He said, now go home and get your fucking shine box. Exactly. <laughs> what, a, what a legend. Uh, I love you, buddy. You all right, pal. It's been fun. All right. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you next weekend. Take care. Cheers.